Hey, and two picklers, welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement, where we talk about things, hopefully to help you become the best pickleball player that you can be. In this episode, we're going to talk about the pop-ups. At the end, I'm going to give you a riff about pop-ups. Hope you find it interesting. I uh, also want to let you know that uh, last night, CJ and I had our webinar uh, for VI Pickleball on the serve. Next week on Wednesday, so February 10th, 2021, depending on when you're listening to this, well, it'll always be February 10th, 2021, we're having our webinar on pop-ups. So if you want to join that webinar, I'll link to how you can register for it below. Before we get into pop-ups, though, I'm going to talk a little bit about the third shot and about the net and its impact on your game. So let's jump into it. You've studied the pickleball videos, maybe read a pickleball book, taken a lesson or two, but there's just something missing, something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. As part of our work at VI Pickleball, CJ and I spend a lot of time reviewing video, analyzing games, looking at strategy and concepts and things like that, trying to figure out like what's going on out there, what people are doing, uh, what's effective, what's less effective, things like that. So we have a series coming out on the third shot. We have several videos coming out on the third shot. They're not your traditional third shot videos where you know they're just showing you how to hit it and things like that, keeping your way forward, paddle out in front, which is important, but these videos are not so much about that. They're more conceptual videos in terms of understanding what's important in the third shot and what maybe you can shelve or table for later uh, in your game, depending on where you're at. And, you know, really looking at it from the, you know, through the lens of how do the pros hit the third shots? A lot of times using pro shots, uh, you know, can be uh, tricky or misleading simply because, you know, they're pros. A lot of times they come with a background of, uh, you know, high level tennis, collegiate tennis, particularly. A lot of our a lot of our pro players come from collegiate tennis, so they have a skill set that may be hard to replicate for many players. But when you look at some of the conceptual things that they do, that can be really helpful uh, to all of us because it shows how the game is being played at the highest level. And then what we do is we extrapolate from their concepts and and ideas that work for players of all levels. And one of those is actually the third shot. If you watch third shot. Uh, if you watch third shots being hit at different levels, so you watch third shots being hit by, say, 4.0s and 4.5s in tournaments, those third shots tend to be a little lower, a little bit, uh, let's say, I'd say, you know, a foot or two above the net at the most. But when you watch the pros play, their third shots are two to four feet above the net. So what's interesting is is the higher the level, the higher the arc of the third shot as it clears the net. Obviously, when I'm talking about height, I'm talking about the apex of the ball. So the highest it reaches before it starts descending into the non-volley zone on the other side. And what's interesting is even the best players, so you're looking at you know, Ben John, Simone, Kyle Yates, players like that, their third shots are really clearing the net. And there's a reason for that. It's not that you know they would, I'm, I'm assuming they would prefer to hit lower balls that uh, we're going to be a little harder for their opponents to handle uh, that, you know, that maybe get it to their feet, maybe hit a winner, things like that. I mean, they're always trying to win the rally, right? But what the pros understand and what I think is helpful for us to understand is that their number one opponent or the number one enemy, if you will, on the court is the net. It is not your opponent. 
it is the net. Your opponent might win some rallies from you. They might slam a ball here and there. They might hit a great shot here and there and things like that. But the one opponent that you cannot beat no matter what is the net. Even the out-of-bounds you can beat. And the reason you can beat the out-of-bounds is because your opponents interfere with the ball. So basically they engage with your shot. So even if the ball is going you know, five feet out of bounds, you might be saved by your opponents. But no one and no one can save you from the net. So what, what it shows us, you know, their, their mentality, the pro's mentality on the third shot, on those types of shots. Basically, third shot I'm talking here about any time you're trying to neutralize. It could be a third, a fifth, a seventh. It could be a reset shot. Anytime that you're trying to stay alive and you're not at the non-volley zone line, your number one priority by a mile is to clear the net. Now, if you want to, if you want to practice this, there's a good drill that, that, that we came up with here. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, but I think it's a really good drill that we use here, which is basically it's a transition game drill. And what you do is you place one player at the non-volley zone line. That's basically the feed player, if you will. And then the active player, the, the, the really working player, both have a role, and you'll understand in a second, but the, the working player is in the transition zone. And the transition zone can be uh, you know, two or three feet in. You can stand wherever, you, wherever you're comfortable that you want to work. But the key is you don't, you don't really move from there, except that you need to hit the ball. You try and stay in that position, so you work on shots from that position. You can also do it from the baseline, but here we're doing a transition zone one. And basically the, the feeder, so the player at the non-volley zone, starts the rally or starts to drill by hitting a ball, kind of a normal ball to the other player, like return, you know, return or serve sort of ball, kind of you know, normal trajectory, not a slam. Normal ball. Then the working player in the transition zone is trying to make the ball drop or bounce inside the non-volley zone. If the ball bounces in the non-volley zone area, then it is one point to the working player. The player in the transition zone gets one point. If the ball is hit in the air by the by the feeding player or the player at the non-volley zone line, there's no point. And if the ball hits the net or is missed by the uh, by the play by the working player in the transition zone, that is three points to the to the feed player, the player at the non-volley zone. So basically, the only way you can score points is by actions taken by the working player, the player in the transition zone. Either a ball bounces in the non-volley zone line, one point to that player, or the ball hits a net or is missed, and the points three points go to the opposing player. You'll see how quickly your mind will. Uh, you know, we try and work with the reptile, the lizard part of our brain that doesn't want to lose things and wants to get things. And that part of the brain will hate the fact that you're giving up three points when you hit the net. And it'll really change your mentality about avoiding the net and make you clear that net, which again is exactly, exactly what the pros do when they're hitting those sorts of shots. So next time you're out there, work on that a little bit. Keep in mind that you want to clear the net. Do not let the net beat you. If your opponents beat you, good for them. If the net beats you, that's on you. We're going to talk about pop-ups in a second. So if you're interested in pop-ups and want to know more about them and their impact on your game, stay tuned. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball. But how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. I mentioned it at the beginning, but next week on February 10th, 2021, CJ Johnson and I from VI Pickleball will be offering a free webinar on the pop-up. 
join us. I'll link below to the to the place to register. You can also find us at wearepickleball.com for more information. Wearepickleball.com. Come check out the free webinar on pop-ups. We're going to give you a couple tips that will help you avoid the dreaded pop-up. But since we're on the subject of pop-ups, let's talk about it a little bit. How important are pop-ups to our game? How impactful are they as, as the way we like to think about it? How impactful are they to your game and your results? I'm going to suggest to you that for the most part, they are not. That may seem weird or counterintuitive to you. It seemed counterintuitive to me, but here's how I'm going to, I'm going to present it to you. There's a lot of things that we do right and some things or sometimes a lot of things that we do wrong when we play pickleball in terms of playing optimally on the court when we're out there. The What you want to focus on is you want to focus on locking down the fundamentals, things like a deep return of serve, a deep serve, getting up to the non-volley zone line, not uh, missing four shots unnecessarily and things like that. That's where the game is really won and lost, not from the occasional pop-up shot that gets slammed. The pop-up, I think, holds a, a, an oversized uh, presence in our minds because of its fairly traumatic effect, right? You're popping the ball up. It's an awful second you know, floating up there in the air as it leaves your paddle and you know it's popped up. And then your opponents are slamming it back at you gleefully or you or your partner gleefully. So it's a little embarrassing. Uh, it's a little, uh, I mean, it sucks. Let's just say it sucks to pop the ball up, right? But is it really that impactful to your game? I'm going to suggest to you that when you look at it objectively, it really isn't. So minimize those pop-ups, but I guarantee you that there's at least 10 other areas of your game that you could focus on other than pop-ups that will have a much greater impact on your game. That's it for this episode of Pickleball Therapy. We are at episode number 24, so we're getting almost almost to the first quarter of our 100 episodes, so that's good. Uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Stay well out there and we'll see you next time.